Well, hello everybody. This is Hal. And this is Melanie. And we want to welcome you back to a, another episode of Making Biblical Family Life Practical. You know, I was just thinking we, you know, New Year and think about new things. And we, we just went through one of those milestone experiences in our family. Our youngest went through driver's ed. Number eight. Number eight. We've been around the track a few times. You know, I hear a lot of discussion among homeschoolers about whether to encourage their kids to get their driver's license at 16 Mm -hmm. or to wait until they're 18. I think I have really appreciated getting our kids their driver's licenses at 16. Well, I think, you know, it's an important discussion to have because this generation is delaying so many of the transitions to adult independence, if you will. You know, and that's one of the statistics that they've tracked that they look at, say, Gen X or the the boomer generation and say how many high school seniors had their driver's license before they left high school. And the number has dropped significantly in recent years just because this this current generation is delaying so many of those steps in, into grown-up behaviors, if you will. And I think it's, I think it's an important thing for their development. That, well, they, that they learn to take these responsibilities and to take these challenges. There's just so many good things about it. For one thing, when they go through driver's ed and they have to, they have, to have their learner's permit and you have to ride with them, they learn so much by just having you in the front seat paying attention. Mm-hmm. You know, I want our kids to experience all the things about driving while I'm there with them. Yeah, and, and that means I, I want them to drive on the interstate. I want them on winding country roads. I, I want them driving it after dark and in the rain. And uh, when we have snow, we don't have a lot of snow here, but, I mean, when we've had snow or ice, I've taken them out on, on little roads and said, here, let's uh, uh, let, let's feel what a, what a slide feels like, you know. And what does it feel like when you step on the brakes and it slips? Well, exactly. You know, it's it's such an opportunity while they're still in your home, while they're still young, while, while they are required to have you next to them mm-hmm. for a year, mm-hmm. we try to put a, to have them drive as much as is humanly possible because the research shows that hours behind the wheel mm-hmm. is the biggest predictor of safety in a young person driving. The more hours behind the wheel they have, the more safely they drive. So we got some real life examples of this here in our home state of North Carolina. Um, our county has a lot of rural highways, and you know, 10 years ago, there was a very high accident rate among the teenage drivers, and one of the things that really helped that was they started putting a lot more emphasis on the driver's ed program and a lot longer period of supervised driving before they got the full, you know, the restricted license, which allowed them to solo, so to speak, and that really has seen a, a great improvement. In, in the performance of student drivers and their their uh, safety out on the highway. So, you know, it, it makes sense that this works because this is the same model that Jesus used to train his disciples. You know, that, that he demonstrated what he was doing in the ministry and the teaching and healing and whatnot. He demonstrated for them, and then he brought them alongside himself and allowed them to work with him for a time before he turned them loose. And I think, you know, that's that's a very good model. To say, you know, let's do this together, side by side, so you can ask me questions and I can give you direction. I'll tell you another good reason to get your kids your driver's license. Y'all, why are you hauling your kids all over creation when they can drive themselves? Mm-hmm. 
I have friends that might, it's like a part-time job for them. Hauling all their different kids to, do, to all the different places they need to be. Yeah. When, you know, you can not only send them, but you can say, hey, on the way home, stop at Walmart and pick up my groceries. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's just, it reduces family stress so much when there's mm-hmm. more drivers in the house. Right. You know, it's... It gives our kids an opportunity to stretch and to gain responsibility and independence. Mm-hmm. It prepares them for adulthood because they get to learn while you're next to them instead mm-hmm. of being thrust into it. You know, I don't want to see a new driver driving off to college. Mm-mm. You know, no. they, they need experience before they get away from their parents. Right. And I just think there's just so many benefits. And yes, it is expensive mm-hmm. on your insurance. Um, one of the things we do to motivate our kids to drive safely is we tell them that we'll pay their car insurance until they graduate from college. Okay. Unless they get a ticket. Mm-hmm. If they get a ticket, then they get their own insurance plan, and it's high. Most of them have have saved the money. Yes. Most of them have 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 watched their step and have done the right thing. We had, although well, I think one got a. Some yes. minor ticket, but said, oh, that's it. You're off. <laughs> You're off. And uh, I think others took their lesson from that one. But, yes. but yeah, I mean, and that's, I think that's all of what you're saying there is very true. And it's really useful, you know, to consider that we are training adults. We are, we have these young people that are in training to be independent adults. And the more experience than an opportunity that we can give them while they're at home and they can be, supervised and encouraged and and coached the the then the better the outcome is going to be when they do leave our homes and well that's, that's the truth and you know driving is just one example there's so many other things about being able to cook for yourself mm-hmm. being able to handle money responsibly you know being able to make decisions and know how to pick up the phone and call a doctor if you need an appointment i mean those are those are adult level tasks and there's a, some surprising hesitation among some 18, 20, and 22-year-olds to do those basic kind of tasks because they've never been asked to do them. Yes. And so, yeah, so driving, I, I think, you know, learn, teaching them to drive is one of those things that has so many benefits um, beyond just the you've acquired a skill. But, I mean, there's so many ways that that works for the benefit of the family as well. Well, I think there's just a lot to be said for it. But mm-hmm. let's talk some about the mechanics of driver's ed because all this seems really scary when this is your first child. You know, the laws vary by state. Some yes. states actually allow you to teach driver's ed to your child using an online program. Yeah, I've allow heard of that. parent-led driver's ed. Yeah. In our state, you have some options. You can arrange for it to be taught privately, <laughs> which costs five or $600. Right. Or you can go to a driver's school. I saw yes. one of their cars out on the road this morning. Yeah. Um, well, that's what I meant by privately oh, to oh, go to a oh, driver's school. Oh, I see. Okay. Or you can um, you can do it through the through the local high school, mm-hmm. which in our area cost about I think it was eighty five dollars. Yeah. And pretty minimal. That's that's what we've done, and yes, that's a little unnerving. Um, in our state, it's a thirty hour course plus an extra six hour scary straights course kind yeah, of right and um they either go all day every day for five days during the summer or they um during the school year it's three hours after school mm-hmm. for 10 or 14 days something like that and i've always been a little nervous about that because i know that 
public school can be harsh. I was a public school student. Yeah, so was I. But it's been actually a pretty good experience for our kids because it convinced them they never wanted to go to public school. Yeah, it, there's that that has been a little unexpected benefit of the of going to driver's ed because they they get kind of a they get a little toe in the water experience of uh you know of, of being in that school environment and in that that culture for a few a few days or a few weeks and and most of them you know i i think it's good for us homeschoolers sometimes when our kids have an opportunity to at least see inside there and realize you know this is not like a disney musical um it's, it's not so boring it, it's yeah it's it's boring and the people involved are not all kind and and warm-hearted people like you're used to in your family and although this last time the kids never even had a chance to exchange a word mm. they kept such a tight um control over them mm-hmm. and it was just so boring though our daughter thought she was going to lose her mind yeah but so what do you do mm. you google your state's driver's ed laws mm-hmm. and if it's at the local school then you google the name of your local high school and driver's ed Mm-hmm. And you contact them. You know, in our county, you just show up at the parents' meeting, and they and you register at the parents' meeting, mm-hmm. and then they then they tell them when to show up. And um, some of our kids have learned a lot through driver's ed. Some of our kids have had really good teachers who taught them good, strong safety things, and others it was a waste of time. This last child, it was pretty much a waste of time. It was just badly taught, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm very dry and very boring and i felt thought very ineffective but what it did is it opened the opportunity for us to then get her her learner's permit at 15. y'all i apologize about all the puppy noise our dogs are alarmed because our girls are out of town and they think we should get in the car and go look for them right now so So they're being a little bit more trouble than usual and, and you know it's also true. Let, okay, let's just real be honest and transparent. Um, there's nobody that's more particular about the rules of the road than a student driver, and so we we have a reliability check. We have Q and A on mom and dad's driving habits every time we have a student go through this because they've been hearing it in class and say, you know, did you come to a complete stop at that stop sign? Well, yeah, but maybe not to lock the brakes kind of stop. Okay, yeah, you're you're right. So, you know, so we get that kind of we get that kind of feedback and you know, I tell you one thing that one thing I have found about this too is um teaching a young person to drive is a great opportunity to grow in grace. Isn't that the It term? it is a great opportunity to learn patience when you realize that Losing your temper or panicking and reacting um, does not does not help that young young driver to calm down and to relax behind the wheel. You know you need to you need to be able to take a deep breath and unclench your fists and and say, "Okay, honey, <laughs> you need to you need to check the mirrors better." Now, in, in our state, they're mm-hmm. required to get ten hours of practice behind the wheel with the driver's ed instructor. Mm-hmm. Now. We recommend you go to an empty parking lot. A community college on a Sunday afternoon is a great place. Uh-huh. Go to an empty parking lot and practice with them some first because a lot of driver's ed instructors kind of assume they've driven before. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they do. Mm. But they get 10 hours of behind the wheel, but that's not nearly enough. They need you. Mm-hmm. 
they need you to insist they drive every time you get in the car and they need you to help them and to help say watch out now so mm-hmm. there's a stop sign coming mm-hmm. you need to slow down right you know, you're drifting a little bit correct mm-hmm. and give them guidance and help so that they learn to drive safely it's such a big thing well and again like we said um, we want our kids to experience as many different road conditions and traffic conditions as they're likely to encounter driving on their own. And and so, you know, that means, yeah, you, you want them behind the wheel sometimes when it's dark or in rush hour traffic. Well, our friends have been kind of surprised because, you know, we have friends that would not let their kids drive on the interstate for months and months or would not let them drive in, a, in our capital city. We've kind of taken the opposite, opposite stance where I want them to drive in the capital city. I want them to drive in rush hour traffic. Because eventually to... they will be. And most accidents happen within a few blocks of home. Right. So that's not, you know, restricting them to a few blocks of home does not help the safety issue. No. It just limits their experience. Right. I want them to have lots and lots of experiences while they're with me. You know, another thing we've done, too, um, we we travel a lot with a trailer. And we've made a point that our, our student drivers drive the van pulling a trailer and you know that has really paid off because i remember a situation you you just never know when your child's gonna be in a situation where they're gonna need certain knowledge we one of our sons had just recently gotten his driver's license and we were speaking i think that at the arizona conference and he and i went to um pick up some supplies we needed from the booth from i think it was sam's club and it took longer than we expected. And we got back to the conference center and I had to speak in just a few minutes. There wasn't time for me to go park the van, the trailer, van mm-hmm. and trailer. Right. And so we had purchased a surface lot parking space. Mm-hmm. He knew where it was. I said, okay, son, drop me off and you go park this where we'd arranged. Now I think he was 16. So he, oh, he had, had his, his license. He had his license. He had his license. Mm-hmm. Well, he drops me off. I go speak. I did not even find out about this till that workshop was over uh-huh. hour hour and a half later. You know. Yeah. He had gotten to the surface lot, and they had given away his space. Right. And there was no place to park, and he had to use the initiative to find the person in charge mm-hmm. to tell them he had paid for the spot to show them the receipt, and then the only spot they had was a very narrow place to park that huge van and trailer mm-hmm. in a parking garage. Yeah. But he had had experience with the trailer. He'd driven it with us lots of times. And mm-hmm. so he was able to get the trailer in there, get mm-hmm. it safely parked, and took care of it. Right. Would I have given him that huge responsibility if I'd known? No way. No, no. But you prepare your kids for all kinds of things because you don't know what they're going to face when they're without you. Right. Right. Well, guys, go get your kids' drivers that if they're the right age. In our state, they have to be 14 and a half. It may be different in your state. You know, and recognize, too, that your child and your child's friends, okay, the cohort that they're in is going to have an influence, too. So many of them are very anxious and very fearful to begin with, and they need the encouragement to say, you can do this. You can handle this, and I'm going to help you learn how to handle it so you're comfortable with it. You know, we I know we had one who, who was very hesitant to, to learn to drive because, well, that's just a lot of responsibility. Yes, it is. And we want you to pick that responsibility up. We want you to be able to do it. So, you know, you need to take the you need to take the initiative to encourage them as well as give them the opportunity. 
Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. Well, look, I, I do agree. And like I said, this is number eight for us. And so... Uh, <laughs> so we're almost done with teaching kids to almost, drive. Yay! Yeah, but we're almost run out of spare drivers. That's true. You know? And that's, that's sad. That's a sad thing. It'll too. be sad when it's just you and me that can go to the store, Hal. Yeah, really. You, nobody else can run the errands anymore. That's right. So look... Um, do your best and encourage those young adults that you're raising up and enjoy the extra uh, the extra hands that that introduces into your family economy. Yep. Um, look, we appreciate you joining us. We look forward to talking with you again soon. Um, until next time, I'm Hal. And I'm Melanie. <laughs> Thanks. God bless you. Bye, y'all. You've been listening to Making Biblical Family Life Practical with Hal and Melanie Young. If you found this program interesting, challenging, and encouraging, Why not join us on the web at halandmelanie.com. That's H-A-L-A-N-D-M-E-L-A-N-I-E.com. Or follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook slash halandmelanie or facebook.com slash raisingrealmen. This program is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Join us next week when we'll be back to talk about making biblical family life practical. Until then, thank you and God bless you for listening.